This is Untitled MMA. Untitled MMA Podcast, October 23rd, 2019. Uh, was there fights in that Yes, they were on Friday. Threw oh my gosh. Uh, coming off of UFC... Boston. Boston. Heading into UFC Singapore, which is 250-some square miles big. I knew that fact. 280. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I'm Buju. I am Brendan. I'm Bryce. So, like I said, coming off UFC Boston, which was headlined by Dominic Reyes and Chris Weidman. Didn't last very long. Didn't go very well for Chris Weidman, which is kind of how we expected it to go. Yeah, I was not at all surprised when I saw how uh, short of a time that it took. Uh, Chris Weidman is washed. He is not elite in either middleweight or light heavyweight. He has... I. I would say him, Luke Rockhold, and James Vick are all in the same boat. They have the skills to be a top 15 guy in their respective divisions, but their chin is absolute dust. It's done. You said so they need to all retire. You said he's not elite. I don't even know if I would say he's good anymore. He, yeah. I guess the only, you could say that he's good because he hasn't fought anyone bad. I guess, but like... The only wins is he lost the titles over Kelvin Gastelum, and that was the decision win. Like he's been yes. knocked out by Yoel, by Luke Rockhold, by Jacare, yeah. now Dominic Reyes. That's not good. Yeah, it's p- pretty bad. He's if been we're knocked being real, out over and over and over and over again, that's very bad. And he kind of got knocked out fucking twice in that fight. I think he was out the first time, came to, and then got knocked out again. Yeah, by Dominic was... Reyes, and Dominic mm-hmm. Reyes is fine, but I'm. He's not at the level where he should be easily knocking out Chris Weidman if Chris Weidman was still Chris Weidman. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I mean, did he have his chin ever heavily tested before, like Luke Rockhold? Because I don't. Anderson, Anderson Silva didn't test it. Leota. I doubt a post TRT Vitor could test it. Leota Machida isn't necessarily a guy to put you out. Unless it's like a front kick to the nostril. He's got to retire. Like, there's nothing. He's not going to beat anybody of note. And every time he steps in, he's just taking the risk of getting knocked out again. So why stick around? Just retire. 100%. Before the I brain agree. damage comes, son. More the brain, brain damage. damage is probably there. Dana said he's going to talk to him about retiring. Like, what else can you do if you're Chris Weidman at this point? Absolutely nothing. Just be a coach and be a good one. Because, like I said, he has the skills to be very good, and he can teach a lot. But fighting, it, that ain't the move, Chief. Obviously, it's a nice little win for Dominic Reyes, but the fact that he's right into title contention off of this <clears throat> fight is not a good thing for him because he's not ready for John Jones. I was just thinking about it like 10 minutes ago. 
I don't if Johnny Walker because Johnny Walker and Derek Brunt no is it Derek Brunson? Derek Brunson. Johnny Walker's fighting in like two weeks. And he's fighting someone of note. <clears throat> and if he wins that in spectacular fashion, he probably gets the next shot. I'm looking it up. That's good. Um, and so even though this looks like he should be next in line right now, there's a big fight happening in like two weeks. Corey Anderson, same guy. Yeah, it is pretty much. He's going to knock him out. Yeah, he's going to be probably. So it's I, yeah. Dominic Reyes is right in there in title for title contention now, and I don't think that's a good thing for him because if he fights John Jones in his next three fights, even it's going to go very poorly. He's gonna within probably his next two. Probably. I mean, if John Jones even stays at light heavyweight, because he's still been flirting with heavyweight. Light heavyweight such a disaster because John Jones is going to easily beat anybody who's going to get a title shot within the near future. And if he leaves, it's just a bunch of fucking middle-of-the-road guys that are going to mm-hmm. be at the top of the division. Light heavyweight, not great right now. It's not. The worst division. Johnny Walker is exciting and all. Dominic Reyes is a nice prospect. But I don't know. it's not a pretty scene at 205. I hope someone beats John Jones at light heavyweight. Not, to necess- not because I don't like John Jones, but I don't. But... To add to credibility to a pretty trash division. Who's going to do it, though? Someone, either Dominic Reyes or Johnny Walker. (laughs) If anyone's going to. Because I thought, I mean, Tiago Santos, according to one judge, beat him. I didn't, I don't agree with that, but between there is, go ahead. Between those two, who has the best chance? Johnny Walker. I agree. Because of flash knockout. I agree. John Jones has. I don't even know what Johnny Walker could do. Jones hasn't really dealt with somebody like Johnny Walker, but Johnny Walker hasn't fucking dealt with anybody like John Jones. So I no one has. I guess if anybody him. has a chance, I would have to pick Johnny Walker. If it's not Tiago Santos, I don't know if Jones is more likely to get outpointed or knocked out or finished. I, I don't Honestly. think anybody can outpoint him, and I don't know if anybody can finish him. So that's where I stand. I th- eventually, I don't think that unless John Jones is smart and retires on time on like pretty much anyone that I've seen in MMA, he isn't going to retire undefeated. I don't think. Cause I think especially if he moves up in heavyweight, I think someone will knock him out, but a light heavyweight, I, I could see him being outpointed, but I, because of his lack of driver wanting to do things. Cause that's what happened in Thiago Santos. Santos won rounds because John Jones didn't do enough rather than Thiago actually outfought him for five minutes. I hope that it happens, though, to give some credibility to a pretty trash division. Not happening. Unless, like you said, he goes beyond his ears, which is likely. I feel like John Jones is less likely to do that than the average Joe, though. I agree. Extending I feel like he does is. okay. Outside of the, I, f- I feel like he's a fairly well off man. He's fought so many times in the UFC already, even with all of the suspensions and the uh, time off that he's had. He still has a shitload of fights in the UFC already. Mm-hmm. Think how much he left on the table with all the time that he's missed. If he wasn't like a grade A dummy, 
he would already be the greatest ever because to me he still has more to prove but if he doesn't get all those suspensions and just fights once or twice a year he's the best ever by now that's what he's left off on the table so far and we'll see what happens going forward i disagree well you also think he is already the best exactly I think fighting a bunch of nobodies isn't going to more solidify his career. I mean, all, yeah, all it's going to add is to the win and loss record. That's all I see you doing. I think the more wins, the better it looks when you're looking at a career as a whole. To take Bryce's point for a second, um, if he had missed all the time that he missed, the time that he missed, there were better fighters in the division than there is right now. So if he was more active during that time, he would have would he, he would have more decent names on his resume, like Rumble Johnson. Yep. Fair and enough. And he probably but... would have fought DC another time before he had, before that second fight and it ended up happening. Which does nothing. Beats him two times. He's going to beat him three times. And that's the thing with the division being so thin: is these guys get rushed to the top so quick they can't become names. Like. Mm-hmm. We ju- we're just now finding out who Johnny Walker is. He's his next fight after this one's going to be a title fight. Yeah, which is nuts. People are just finding out who Dominic Reyes was. Like, he hasn't been in any fight of note. This was his real first fight of note, and it's against a very washed Chris Weidman. And his next fight's probably going to be a title fight. Mm-hmm. Nobody can build a name because the division's so thin. Like yeah. by the time you get to the top of the lightweight division, you're a fucking star already. That doesn't mm-hmm. happen at light heavyweight. I agree. I um, like I said. I think once John Jones leaves, it'll be better for the division as a whole. I think partially why it looks so bad, and for one, it is not as uh, developed talent wise as middleweight or heavyweight, um, or maybe heavyweight because heavyweight's still very top heavy, and then it drops off a massive cliff. No pun intended. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I think in a situation where if John Jones leaves, there's going to be more time to there's going to be more interdivision competition because everyone's going to be closer to one another, and so it looks like they're more. Then I'm worried about they can build up slower that way. I then think. I'm worried about there being too much parity because there's nobody at the top to kind of bring the average up. You know what I mean? It's like I think though. I mean. For a while, I would say that middleweight was awful, right? Yeah. And then Anderson, uh, Anderson Silva, lo- he lost. And it took a while after that in Chris w- R- Weidman's reign. But in the year or two following that, I mean, now we've got Boracinha, we've got Robert Whitaker, Adesanya, all of those guys. And so I think that we'll see something like that within a few years after John Jones leaves the light heavyweight division. The thing is, John Jones is only fucking 31 or whatever he is. Like, he could still be around another seven years if he wants to, at least. Nah. At the very I, least. I don't think that he's going to fight. I don't th- see him fighting much past, like, 35, maybe. Agreed. We'll see. We will. Also, if he stays around that long, I think he'll be in heavyweight long before he's done. We And then I think that'll be his true division at that point. We shall see, friends. We shall see. Um, and then the co-main event of, the card was the, of that card was the rebooking of Yair Rodriguez and Jeremy Stevens. Very close three-round fight. Yair Rodriguez wins a close decision. I can't say that word today. In my opinion, 
Um, I was watching with the sound off, so maybe if fucking it changed my opinion of the fight, maybe I have a different opinion than everybody else. But I fi- I thought it was a close fight. I thought Jeremy Stevens definitely won a round for sure, and I thought there was a close round where could have gone either way. But I did agree that Yair Rodriguez probably was the better fighter in the fight. Um, a big win for Yair Rodriguez, and I don't know where this puts Jeremy Stevens. But either way, this was a bigger fight for Yair than it was Jeremy Stevens, no matter the result either way. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Brendan. Yeah, I agree. I didn't watch the fight, but as far as the progression goes, it definitely benefits Yair more than it would Stevens. We already know who Stevens is. Still kind of learning who Yair is as he's developing and uprising. Conor McGregor's still learning who Jeremy Stevens is. <laughs> oh, that's true. Um, I also did not watch this. I didn't watch any of this because it was on a Friday night, and I also my college dropped our cable, so boohoo, stinks. Monty problems. Yes, but it seemed like Yair just uh, relied a lot more on his technique and let Stevens come in and kind of picked him apart. Is that a fairly reasonable assumption, just off of what I was reading? Yeah. Is more so Yair's technical ability beat. Steven's raw power and aggression. Stevens could have finished the fight at mm-hmm. one point, but he just never really landed enough consecutively for the referee to step in. You know what I mean? Like, Yair mm-hmm. was very much in trouble. Am I getting this backwards? I could be getting this backwards. The fight should have been finished at one point, and it wasn't. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know. I don't re- remember reading about either one being in super big trouble, but feels like in terms 10 of years ago. where Jeremy Stevens is in the division, he's just a middle-of-the-road guy. I, I mean... I think he's still two marquee wins, two knockouts away from being like in title contention, but I don't know if he's ever going to get that. And Yair, he's just going to keep moving up. His next fight needs to be against Zabit. Yeah, that, I think that's just a natural uh, common sense fight to make. I just don't feel like... Yair Rodriguez is good, for sure. There's no doubting that. I just don't feel like he can hang with anybody at the actual top of the division. Like I feel like he uses, loses Dortega. He loses to Max for sure. He would have lost to Frankie again if he was still in the division. Like It just doesn't feel like his skill set is conducive to being an elite fighter in the UFC in 2019 and beyond. You know what I mean? I think that he, Go ahead, Brendan, before, because I have a take. You know what I mean? Um... The fuck is that? You say that yeah, like no, twenty we... times a podcast, so it's just like it's in my mind. Um, you do. That's un- uh, that's understandable. I agree with you, with what you're saying, but he's also su- super young, so he has the time to develop and uprise. So it's just saying limiting his potential right now. I feel like it, it's kind of early. So I think the Yair. His ceiling, I think he could be a UFC champion. I think that his style is, his stand-up style for sure is exactly what it needs to be in the UFC in 2019. I don't know if his uh, grappling skills will be able to keep up with it because I think Brian Ortega could do whatever he wants to put him in a tie-him-up and put him in a nice little bow. Uh, I think Max, I think Max though, as long as he's, at 145, he's going to be king because I just don't see anyone keeping up with him. Just pure pace and never letting up. But 
I can see him very much being a top five for a while because he's only 27 now. So he's entering his physical prime and his fight prime will come some point after that. Talking, talking about 145 and Max being the king as long as he wants to, it feels like. At this point, if you're Dustin Poirier, you have to try everything you can to get back to 145, right? I say yeah. Break. You have a tri- uh, d- d- Poirier win the first fight with Max? He won the last one. Let's see. Because I know that was a rematch. But either mm-hmm. way, like... You already have a win over the 145-pound champion recently. And if you go down, I, I guess you're taking the risk of going down to 145 and then losing there. Well, Max fought you a lightweight, but still. If I'm Dustin Poirier, I just got beat pretty soundly by Khabib. I went through the run to get to the title shot at 155, and it feels like one is kind of waiting for him at 145 if he were able to get down there. So if I'm Dustin Poirier, I'm trying to get to 145 by all means. Mm-hmm. But I will say, if he does get down to 145, I'd still pick Max. He won the first one also, by the way. Poor and that was also in 2012, yes. Okay. Um, I'd pick Max as well. I just think that Dustin Poirier is a much healthier and stronger guy at 140 or 155 than what we saw at 145. And I, I think that Max's true weight class is at 145, and I think that he would just be able to outlast and then eventually put an onslaught on uh, Dustin. The fight at 155 was not close. I agree. I think, though, that's the difference between fighting at your natural weight class and not. I don't know, man. It wasn't? I thought it was. Matt, or my memory. Obviously. Max went up to 155. I know. I don't remember. I remember the oh, fight being it close. not being close? No. I mean, Max was never like, I don't know if he was ever in danger of getting finished. But uh, like, he definitely could have been if he wasn't uh, Maximilian Holloway. Hell yeah, brother. It wasn't a close fight, no. Um, and then the last fighter I want to touch on from this weekend's card was Macy Barber. Do you think she's a legit contender at strawweight? Flyweight? Strawweight? Flyweight. 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 I get those fucking women's divisions mixed up. There's no way she's beating Valentina Shevchenko. No. No way. I mean, I don't, I don't think anybody is. But I feel like she she definitely beats Paige Van Zandt. That's the fight they yes. need to make. And then it's just such an of whatever division. It feels like she can probably get to the title fight relatively easily. It's just mm-hmm. getting past that top point. Yeah, I don't think that. I think that as long as Valentina fights, she will also be champion. Um and yeah. But you're 100% right that uh, Paige and Macy Barber need to fight. That has to happen yeah, at this point. Barber wins, so... And it's Paige's yes. last UFC fight. Yes. Honestly, it might be her last MMA fight. It I wouldn't be, be surprised. Too. Could be as well. Um, do focus. Gr- Ooh, go ahead. Focus on an Instagram career. Hell yeah. So she can make more yes. money. What a crazy term that is, Instagram career. <laughs> I did see, though, and I sent you guys this tweet, that they put Paige Van Zandt... R- as a ranked fighter in that division yeah. after the call out when she wasn't, hasn't fought. And I can't even remember how long that's just how the UFC rankings work. It is exactly right. Speaking of Instagram, Duke Rufus posted on Instagram that UFC offered Anthony Pettis, Cowboy Cerrone in a rematch of their fight from ages ago. He deleted it after, but it feels like that's 
that's not a crazy thing to do. And if he's posting that they offered the fight, it feels like Team Pettis is at least interested. So I would go ahead and assume this fight is probably at least heavily talked about at this point. I like that. I like that a lot. Brendan, as the resident Pet- Anthony Pettis fan, thoughts? It's definitely intriguing. I still want RDA, but can't turn down Cowboy Cerrone for a fight that I want or anything. You know what I mean? But this is a really good fight for him because Donald Cerrone was at the top. So a top fighter, which is what Anthony wants to fight. He wants interesting fights, and I think Cowboy is one of the most interesting fights he can find, especially stylistically because they'll both stand up, I believe. I think Pettis beats him. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But I still really like this fight. Um, I would imagine that it'd be a 155 because they're both ranked at that division. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised also if they fight at 170. It's two guys that are on the back nine of their career. They're kind of trying to find their spot where they where they belong in the 2020 version of the UFC. Oh, my God. What? Uh, I'll talk about it right after. We, I just got some news. I'm surprised you guys didn't. Do you not get ESPN notifications? No, I turned off all that shit. But, okay. um I feel there's just a fight that makes sense for both of them where they're at in their career. It's a rematch from the early lightweight days in the UFC after WEC WEC merger and everything. WEC? What did I say? Did I say WEG? You know what I mean. I, yeah. It's just a fight that makes sense all around. I'd be excited if it happens, and I'd pick Pettis to win if it does. Yep, I agree with all of those points. Yep. Anything else you want to add before the, I uh, drop this news bomb on you? This fight would definitely be better for Pettis than this Cerrone at the Cerrone just got done going for his title shot and then that coming to an end where Pettis is still I looking to I will say, though, either guy that wins this, it does put them on the right path to being able to go for a title shot again. It, it, in a way, it feels like whoever wins, it's a big win for either one of them, but whoever loses, it's a bad loss, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, I just got notified that Greg Hardy is going to fight in like three weeks to fight Alexander Volkov on November 9th in Moscow. So, he's replacing Junior Dos Santos, who's hospitalized. Yes. Francis Zigano had tweeted about it earlier. I thought that they would do that before Greg Hardy. But that's going to be very interesting. Greg Hardy in Moscow. Yeah. Hmm. That's a big that fucking is. step up. Alexander Volkov ain't no fucking joke. No, he's legit. Huh. We'll see Team what Hardy, happens. baby. What? Team Hardy all the way. Ooh. Ooh. I don't know about that one, Chief. <laughs> Hardy knocks him out. <laughs> I, I mean, he might. That's really interesting. But, I mean, isn't Alexander Volkov like seven feet tall I'm, legitimately? Yeah, he's 6'10", I think. And I'm pulling him up now. I want to see his resume before I... Speak further on this. I was hoping they would give it to Francis because Francis needs a fight. Granted, yeah, and he, but at the same time, he doesn't because if he just waits, he's going to get a title fight. He wants a fight, though. I know. He was talking, he was on, uh, I think he had an interview by like MMA Junkie or something like that, talking about how he is tired of waiting and that they need to decide because everyone's booked. He wants to fight somebody and he's desperate. So get the man a fight if that's what he wants. And it's a shame that he couldn't come to terms with this Volkov thing. But he also might have to like cut weight and stuff. Actually, I'm sure that he does. Alexander Volkov is going to win a decision against Greg Hardy. You think so? Or no, he's going to put him away. He's going to TKO him. Greg Hardy's going to gas. Volkov's going to TKO him because that's going to be a five round fight. That's a main event. Yeah, Volkov. I assume Volkov versus Dos Santos was the main event, right? I have no. I don't even know what that fight was looking like. 
And it's in Moscow, so it can't be a fucking Oh, awesome yes, card. it was. Um, well, now it might be Zabit against Calvin Qatar as the main event. That makes more sense to move that to the main event no, and Volkov to the co-main. No, it doesn't. What are you talking about? For uh, Greg Hardy's asthmatic. They're not going to bump lungs. up Zabit and whoever the fuck else you just said to five rounds, though. If anything, it'll be a three-round main event between Volkov and Hardy. But it's going to be a five-round main event. I think either way, the man has Volkov asthma. is going to win. <laughs> <laughs> what is he doing? We should probably also touch on that too, huh? The whole, yes, I was surprised that we did. I forgot about it. Um, I mean, he fucking asked the commission worker that was working the corner. Like, what and else? And he could... also got it cleared with USADA. And it doesn't say in uh, the commission's like rules that you can't use an inhaler. It's like it's uh, When you think about it, it's like yeah, he probably shouldn't be able to use an inhaler in the corner because then why couldn't you just like take oxygen? But at the same time. It's not in the rules. The commission worker told me could do it. I don't. This is a fucking weird situation. I don't know if it's fair that it got turned into a no contest. Yeah. Even if it is Greg Hardy. I will say though, with Greg Hardy, I feel like I might have said this before. He, if he's his wins get turned into no contest, it doesn't matter for his career. No, it he doesn't. keeps moving forward. Yeah. But did he win a decision? Like, what the fuck was the yeah, result? Yeah, he won a decision. Okay. And then it got within a couple hours got overturned to a no contest, which I th- I felt like that was just wrong, because now I'm sure it's going to be really hard to re overturn that, because it sounds like it's not in the rules that he can't use it. So mm-hmm. I think Massachusetts uh, did a screw up there. And you called it last week too, and you said what weird thing about the Greg Hardy fighter <laughs> we're going to be talking about next week is it always fucking happens. Oh, yeah. I'm fault. curious what's going to happen November 9th. I mean, it is his fault, but it isn't. Like, bullshit. If, he, if he did not do anything wrong, it's not his fucking fault. But if there was even a he chance... He didn't do anything wrong. It's not against the rules. He asked USADA. He asked a commission worker. He he asked people, and they said he could. Who's, who did he ask? Outside I know of the he guy got it cleared out. with USADA. What does that mean? Like He asked USADA if that would be against USADA's rules. But I don't think it's a question of whether it's against USADA's rules. It's it's against the commission's rules. Yeah, and it isn't. Like, that's been fact-checked by even Ariel Hawani because he was complaining about it. Huh. It's a dumb thing, and he actually won a fight. <laughs> Legitimately. Huh. By the Nevada rules. What a dumb situation. It is. Massachusetts, get your stuff together. Should... should do, oh, go ahead, Brian. I don't give a fuck if it's Greg Hardy fucking... John Jones, who if it's a bad guy, good guy, good reputation, bad reputation, that does not need to be put on them. Because I know he's getting shed on negative light. Oh, for yeah. a neg- another like you were expecting weird situation with Greg Hardy. It was a weird situation, but I think this is something like a Yoel thing where we can like laugh about it later on, and it's not that big of a deal. It's not like he. Yeah, cause illegally like he, need some dude in the face again and knocked him out. <laughs> yeah, it's like you said, it's not going to affect. It's not going to negatively affect his progression. He's going to keep going up and up. I don't think yeah, he should obviously. be like, able to fighting use, Alexander Volkov. I don't think he should be able to use the inhaler though. No, I I think that that's wrong. But yeah. if it wasn't against the rules, and if he asked the commit, he asked Usada beforehand, and he asked the commission during the fight, the onus should not be on him. One hundred percent, and it should stand. Because if it's not against the rules, you have no grounds to change the fight. It's not like he cheated. 
And I think it's weird that they just automatically overturned it to a no contest. I feel like it should have stood as a win and then reviewed and then it later. Reviewed. And decided. Yeah, yeah. That that's what I think they messed up with. Is do you that think they did it so quickly? Do you think the reason they did it the way they did is because it was Greg Hardy? Like one hundred percent. Do you think if it was Daniel Cormier that did that, if it would have went the same way? Hell no. Oh, if it was Daniel Cormier, it, even if he would have uh, not asked and it was illegal, it probably would have stood. That's even, Daniel Cormier. I don't think that's though. a crazy take. I don't think I don't feel like this is the result of everything. If it wasn't Greg Hardy, mm-hmm. I agree. And. Like Greg Hardy might be a fucking piece of shit, but if he's if you're gonna allow him to fight in the organization, if you're gonna allow him to f- if you're gonna clear him to fight as a commission and as a drug testing agency, then he has to be treated the same as everybody else as far as regulations and officiating goes. One hundred percent. But yes, yes, sir. I don't think I think he's gonna get finished by Alexander Volkov. You do or don't? I do. I I don't think it's even gonna be. Close. It's going to be very one-sided, I think. I mean, Hardy has to knock him out in the first four minutes if he's going to win. Yes. Otherwise, I mean, Volkov might be able to finish it however he wants. Short I notice, finish, though. going to Moscow, Volkov's home country, uh, a huge step up in competition against a bigger opponent. It's a tough fucking road to hoe for Greg Hardy. But he doesn't have anything to lose either. Yeah, 100%. I mean, this will help him no matter what. Mm-hmm. If he somehow wins, it probably hurts him in the short term because then he's going to fight more killers. Yeah, he's going to fight but... fucking Derek Lewis next. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fight that needs to happen. Yeah. It will eventually, I'm convinced. Yeah, Derek Lewis is going to... The build-up to that fight will be very enjoyable because Derek Lewis is going to talk shit. Oh, yeah. And about some shit that the UFC probably doesn't want him talking shit about. <laughs> probably not. I love Derek Lewis. Um, Conor McGregor. Here we go again. Another oh, sexual boy. assault allegation after the first one was cleared, or is that still ongoing? According to, I didn't see that it was cleared. I saw that they might still be investigating, but I don't know. So another one comes up. Um, that aside, I mean, that's a fucking problem in itself. Anyways, then he calls out two fighters over the course of the weekend. He calls out Frankie Edgar in December, and he tells mm-hmm. Khabib, I'll see you in Moscow, pussy. Um, I'm just tired of Conor McGregor fight or quit calling seven people out every week. Well, I think he might've been, cause he's also going to be in Moscow like next, maybe this week mm-hmm. for a press conference. So he might've literally been saying, I'm going to see you in Moscow to Khabib. Why is he in Moscow will, for a press conference? I don't know. I would imagine it's to promote proper 12. That's what I would guess. They don't drink but whiskey. It, <laughs> Russia doesn't huh? drink whiskey. They drink human <laughs> blood. Yeah, of course. But Frankie Edgar, that's a weird call out. How are you going to call out a guy that decided to go to bantamweight? I'm tired I don't of like McGregor, that move. man. I'm sick of Conor McGregor. Couldn't be me. All he does is call people out anymore. That's all he does. Never fights, just calls people out. Talk shit to Khabib who whooped his fucking ass a year and a half ago. It was a while ago. Fuck Conor McGregor. I will let you have that opinion. Fuck Conor McGregor. Why are we even talking about him at this point? Because you bring him up and then you get so fucking emotional. I mean, in general. Fuck you. You're one of the guys that does it. I don't think it, we bring him up as much if it isn't for you. I, I only bring him up because he gets brought up in general. Like, it was a very talked about thing. And then you get 
affected by it. I just ignore it. It's whatever. It's Conor McGregor at this point. I don't like. I don't, I don't even get annoyed anymore. It's just it's, it's just annoying Conor that the focus is on Conor McGregor when it could be on people who are actually fighting. Well, they I guess they should step up their game. When Conor McGregor, they are they're fighting. What is Conor McGregor doing? He's fucking tweeting. But he gets Conor the McGregor in the right. Did no. he? He got his ass whooped by Khabib a year and a half ago. Uh, he beat Jose Aldo, one of the greatest fighters ever. So Jose. seven years ago. His name doesn't he deserve to be announced pr- pr- correctly. Chris I White, mean, Chris Weidman beat Anderson Silva fucking five years ago too. Are we still talking about that? No. You're still that's the one that's butt hurt. Not. I just don't know why we're still talking about Conor McGregor. We can move on. I will say though about just a general Conor McGregor comment. Looking because I went through his Instagram uh, like a couple days ago, just because I don't get on Instagram very often, so I just went through what he's been posting. He doesn't look as in shape as he has when he was fighting. It's almost like he's not a fighter anymore. You could one could say that, and I mean the. Further and further out that we get, and the more and more things that get brought up and allegations brought up against him, the less likely I think it is that he fights again. Less likely that he wins again. I think if he comes back, he's going to beat whoever he fights. I'll pick him against whoever he fights. Khabib? Anyone that he fights. I am of the mindset he's not losing his next fight. I agree. The yeah. only ch- person I would not have him, I don't know, I'd, I'd be 50-50 on Khabib. I think he loses to Khabib. I think he loses to Nate Diaz. I think he beats Tony Ferguson. Beats Dustin Poirier. Those are probably the most realistic ones, right? Yeah, and then like Cowboy and stuff. But I think he wins anyone below those guys. I think he probably beats. Yeah, he probably beats Cowboy. Probably beats Cowboy. (laughs) Let's continue. What else you got? Uh, how about the world's leading Conor McGregor impersonator, Dylan Dennis, continuing his feud with Jake Paul? And what, as the further this goes on, the more it seems like something's actually going to happen between the two. Doesn't Logan, or which Paul is it? Jake Paul? Doesn't he Jake. have a fucking boxing match coming up again? Or is that the other one? It, that's Logan. Oh. Logan's fighting KSI again. I'm starting to believe that we're actually going to see something between Jake Paul and Dylan Dennis. It feels I like a very will. Bellator Scott Coker thing to do. So I feel like it's going to happen. Man, it, I hope it isn't an MMA because that won't go well. His best bet is to box him. The funniest outcome is that Dylan Danis loses. <laughs> without a doubt. It doesn't matter what way it is, but without a doubt, that would be the funniest and most degrading to MMA outcome. I mean, Dylan Danis has to retire if he loses to Jake Paul. You can't continue after that. I, I agree. You really can't. And it, the dude has based his whole fucking career on being Conor McGregor's friend. And now he's like, he's going into a fight with Jake Paul, probably. What a weird career trajectory the man's had. If he gets the bag, I don't blame him. Oh, yeah. Chase that bag. Just a wild thing. Dylan Dennis, just a wild individual. I like him. So picks for this weekend, uh, UFC Singapore, we're only picking three fights on the card because it's a very bad card. And I'd argue two of the fights that we're picking are also bad. But the first one we are picking, Frank Camacho, a plus 135 underdog to Benil Dariush, a minus 155 favorite. Dariush's last three losses are all very forgivable. Uh, I don't know about very forgivable. They're at least forgivable. Uh, Alexander Hernandez is one. Fucking Edson Barboza. Edson Barboza. And there was Michael Chiesa. Yes, Michael Chiesa. Michael Chiesa is the worst of the bunch. 
and, and that that goes back three and a half years. Right. And but those are his last three losses, and they're all relatively forgivable, at least. Frank Camacho's a little bit newer than Benil Dariush, and he's also done a little bit less than Benil Dariush. Um, it's a tough fight to pick, but with Camacho being a little closer to home than Dariush is, I'm going to pick Frank Camacho. Hell yeah, brother. Give me give me Benil Dariush. He's the favorite for a reason. He's on a two-fight win streak, and one of those is a submission against Dober. So I think he's going to continue to win compared to three years past against Kiesa's little bitch ass. All right. Um, I'm also going to go with Dariush. I think that he's just better. They're both 30, so, you, I mean, he's fought better guys. He hasn't necessarily beat really any of them. But they have both fought the same guy, that being Drew Dober. Frank Camacho lost the decision, and Benil finished him in two rounds, so. MMA math never works, but here we go. Michael Johnson's a minus three twenty-five favorite against Stevie Ray, who's a plus two seventy-five underdog. Michael Johnson's not very good. Stevie Ray fucking stinks. Michael Johnson, while he's definitely on the downslide of his career, we've seen the best of my, what? Nothing. What? You? What? He's just funny. Why? Fucking stinks. He does fucking stink. Stinks. Um. Stinks. Yeah, Michael or Michael Johnson, back half of his career. We've seen the best of Michael Johnson, and we've seen a little bit less than that from Michael Johnson. That's also behind him, then he got a little bit worse, and then that part's behind him, and now he's even farther down than that. But he's still minus three fucking 35 favor against Stevie Ray, who really, really stinks. So I'm picking Michael Johnson. He really fucking stinks. <laughs> I got Michael Johnson, big favorite. These fighters both stinks. Um, he has two decision win against Andre Philly and Artem Lobov, two very great great fighter so going with that stevie ray is bad like he fucking stinks i, I didn't yeah. say stinks why are we doing this <laughs> i didn't say it i'm not a part of this week oh shoot but when two of your last three ufc wins uh are against joe lozon and ross pearson you're not very good and the last guy is jessen ayari i don't even know who that is michael johnson is going to run through this bum Ben Askren, minus 190 favorite against Demian Maya, the plus 165 underdog. I don't know why I said it like it's spelled. It's pronounced Damian. But uh, Ben Askren coming off of the five-second knockout to Jorge Masvidal. Um, it's two grapplers, a wrestler versus jiu-jitsu guy. Usually that leans in favor of the jiu-jitsu guy, but I just don't feel like this is a fight Damian Maya is going to win. I feel like Ben Askren's strength is going to play a big factor in this one. Damian Maya getting older, obviously. And while he can still pull out wins against pretty decent guys here and there, I feel like Ben Askren's a little too good and a little outside of Damian Maya's wheelhouse at this point. So I'm going to pick Ben Askren to win a decision. I agree. He's going to use the strength to outmuscle him. And I think he's uh, Maya's way well out of his prime while Askren is just now entering the USC, UFC. I He's definitely getting older. How old is he, like 33? 35 35 so he's definitely getting older in MMA and fighting years or fighting years and his uh physical prime but I still think this is good enough to I feel like it's a more of an easy win than a close battle decision probably do yourself a favor anyone that's listening to this don't actually watch this fight it's going to suck it's going to be terrible because all that he has to do 
is follow the Tyron Woodley road to success against Damian Maya. And I could see him doing something very similar. Or you could watch the Colby Covington fight or the Cameron Usman fight. All three of them just stopped the takedown and didn't do too much else against Damian Maya. It's not going to be pretty, but Ben Askren is so much better than Damian Maya at everything but jujitsu. Do you think Ben Askren can get in the title contention in the UFC? Yes. I was actually going to ask if you guys think he'll fight for a title or if he will be champion. I mean, he's got to do it now. Like, the next time it he has loses, to be literally, he can't lose again. No. Next time he loses, he's, he's out of title contention for his career. He has to go on his title run right now. But I think he can. But I think he can too, because I don't think anybody else is going to throw a f- flying knee in five, in ten seconds. And so. as awesome as the Jorge Masvidal moment was, if that's an actual fight that like, if that doesn't happen right there, I think Ben Askren wins that fight. I, I think agree. we all picked Ben Askren. Um, but but yeah, I I think he can definitely make it to championship run. He just has to do it right now. And there's Legitim- a lo- there's a lot of very good guys in his way to get to that belt. But I feel like he. He can beat anybody because of the style that he fights. Mm-hmm. I don't think he will. I don't think he'll fight for a title. And so obviously I don't think he will win one. I think that Colby Covington and Cameron Usman are much better at what he does. I don't know. I don't that. think I, they're definitely not much worse wrestlers, even if they're just a little bit. I think Col- the strength. I don't think either. I think both of those guys are stronger than Ben Askren. I disagree. I disagree that Colby's stronger anyway, for sure. My viewpoint on it is the w- reason Colby has been effective is because he's been able to neutralize and slow guys down with his style. He's not going to be able to... S- he can't use wrestling to slow down Ben Askren. He just has to out-wrestle Ben Askren. And I don't know if he's a good enough wrestler to out-wrestle him. And that's your on Colby or Cameroon? Colby. Well, I think that Colby, more so than Usman, uses his pace rather than his grappling to stifle opponents and just constant pressure. But again, if, if you're in his face, you're going to have to deal with takedowns all night long. But I think either way, the road past Ben Askren is either knockout or you have to try to out-wrestle him, which is not going to be an easy task. But I think those two top guys can beat him and would beat him more times than not because he's also 35. To me, the and, roadblock for Askren is Usman and not Colby. Now, I think that Usman's still, yeah, he's better, mm-hmm. but I still think that Colby can and will beat him more times than not. I think Tyron beats him. Tyron beats Askren? Askren. Yeah, they probably won't fight, though, because Rufus Sport. And also, oh, I right. think they went to Minnesota, or, uh, Missouri together. Maybe I'm fucking discounting Tyron Woodley too quickly here, but I don't, I don't have high hopes for Woodley against anybody anymore. I think that he'll be fine. Is he ever going to fight again? He's not going to fight for a title again, but he'll be fine. Is he ever going to fucking fight again? I don't know. Maybe he'll keep dropping bad rap songs. Are they bad? Uh, The first one was absolute garbage. Like, it was one of the worst things I've ever listened to. And that's saying (laughs) something. (laughs) That's funny. It's because it wasn't in Spanish. (laughs) Uh, That could be a thing. But it was actually... Everyone agreed that it was terrible. I... Here that his latest is not as bad, or it's actually okay, but I don't think that 
He's not going to be a champion again, and I don't think he's going to be a serious contender again. He had hand surgery in May, which was five months ago, so I feel like we could be seeing him soon. It's just he has to find a fight, I guess. And he's fought a lot of the guys at 170 already, which is kind of a problem. Well, his original fight when he was going to fight late June was Robbie Lawler. Just do that. Lawler has since lost to Colby, though. He also lost to uh, Ben Askren. Oh, I still say you do it. That's kind of I think a, that fight still makes sense. Woodley's last fight was still the title loss. Like he's probably number two right now. I don't maybe, but I still think he's more than one fight away. Unless that fight's against like Colby Covington. It's crazy. Like wrestlers kind of are near the top in in every division, but they fucking control welterweight right now. You got Usman, Covington, Woodley, Askren. All wrestlers, all hanging out in the right at the top of the division. Mm-hmm. Masvidal's a wrestler. Doesn't use it as much, but he is a wrestler. That's facts. Wow. And then, I mean, Tyron uh, Woodley is also 37, so Father Time's going to catch up to him also very soon. Joe Romero's 103 years old, still kicking. This is true. Granted, he's lost two in, three in a row. Two in a row? Three in a row? I think at least two. Two to Whitaker and one to Costa, right? Yeah, I don't know if he fought in between the first two Whitaker fights. I don't think he, he might have. I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, anything else we want to touch on? We're only at 44 minutes. Star Wars um, trailer, if we're done with MMA. I don't have any more MMA. You guys were hating on the Star Wars teaser trailer. The actual trailer released, actual final trailer, whatever, released yesterday during Monday Night Football, recording this on Tuesday. I thought it was a fantastic fucking trailer. It was very good. It is really good. Two things that caught note of me. One, just like for like a cool coolness factor was C3PO saying, I'll miss you guys. That was just cool. One thing that really caught my attention outside of that, just that little little heartwarming thing is the Star Wars or the the lightsaber battle. I'm looking forward to a badass lightsaber battle. That when I see them fighting on the like whatever fucking like ocean shit mm-hmm. it reminded me of anakin obi-wan on the fiery planet yeah like if there's a lightsaber battle even close to that it's gonna be fucking awesome a, a similarity but a contrast in the same way yeah um my the only problem with the c-3po thing that you mentioned and this is gonna be folks if you don't want to hear about star wars you might as well shut it off now yeah um, and if you do check us out on social media add untitled mma uh, C-3PO, when he says, I just want to take one last look at my friends, he hasn't had any fucking interactions with Finn, Ray, and Poe. He doesn't give a fuck about those people. Those people don't give a fuck about him. C-3PO is loved by the nation. <laughs> <laughs> All the nations. Um, my only problem I have with, and this is a combination of this, ta- this trailer and the teaser that came out months ago, it feels like they've shown us seven confrontations between Ray and Kylo Ren. So, like, I don't feel like there's going to be anything left to surprise when it comes as far as that goes in the movie. You know what I'm saying? I want to I want to say my friend's take on it. Well, tech, and this is all. I'm gonna stop every between each. Is tech. this a Star Wars fan friend? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's fucking up the continuity of the story. Disney is undoing everything. Anakin Here, and okay, Luke. This guy have stinks, done. but okay. How the fuck is Palpatine finna be alive? And this ninja died in the Death Star explosion for real. Well, apparently he didn't die. Or he brought himself back. Shout out to Darth Plagueis the Wise. Get your Star Wars knowledge. Yeah, my bo- my other friend said there's only been one. 
Master Death. What are they called? Master Darth. Death. What are they <laughs> talking about? What are the people that are like? What's Darth Sidious called? A Sith Lord. A, a Lord that has been strong enough to come back. Darth Plagueis the Wise. Yeah, Kills. it still sucks that Palpatine's back. That's awful. We'll see. I hope, I, I'm sure that it's gonna work out well, but is the just the idea of him being back is terrible. It's actually bad. I'm worried about this movie from the standpoint that I liked the Last Jedi, and I think their Disney and J.J. Abrams are worried about playing to the vocal minority of people that are so obnoxious about the Last Jedi that they're going to try and undo everything the Last Jedi did. I think. At the end of this movie, there's a good chance that an entire movie in The Last Jedi doesn't fucking matter because they're trying to erase everything it did. I think they're going to go back on what they said about Ray's parents in The Last Jedi. I think there are going to be somebody, which is really fucking annoying. Because when you do that, if Ray's parents are somebody that we know, if she's related to the Skywalkers or Obi-Wan Kenobi or whatever it is, you're making the Force seem so fucking limited. The idea of the Force is that anybody can have it. And that's what The Last Jedi was about, is that anybody can be part of the Rebellion, anybody can be that beacon of hope or whatever, anybody can be involved with the Force. If you're limiting it to just the fucking Skywalkers and Obi-Wan Kenobi who can have the goddamn Force, then you're eliminating the whole purpose of the Force. You know what I'm saying? I see what you're saying, but in in, in a different light, no, because it's about the Skywalkers. I don't think having eliminating the factor that anybody can have it just in this particular movie eliminates the fact that anybody can have it outside because this is focused on one story this isn't focused on the whole universe of star wars there's definitely other people with the force just not in this particular but story luke's story once he became a jedi was (laughs) passing passing everything on he's supposed to pass on what obi-wan and yoda passed on to him and if like starting the fucking Jedi Academy that fell apart when he tried to kill Kylo Ren because he had a bad dream, which was weird. But um, yeah. it's if Rey is related to them or Ben or Obi Wan Kenobi, whoever it is, in some way, it's just it's limiting it all into that box. Like Luke was supposed to bring balance, or Anakin was supposed to bring balance to the Force. Luke ended up bringing balance to the Force, or Anakin did before he died, or whatever you want to say. Keeping it in your bloodline or in that the same Kenobi fucking Skywalker lines isn't expanding the Jedi teachings and the Force and all this. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But you are you are you're a bigger fan, so you're more you definitely care more about the storyline. If it's a great fucking movie, it's well, yeah. If it's gonna be an awesome movie, I'm not gonna care in in the long run. I just think it's stupid if. They told us who Ray's parents were, and she fucking accepted who they were. That she knew who they were all along, and once Kylo Ren told her, like, and I that think confirmed just be- it. I think after it's confirmed, I don't think they'd go back on it, even though your reasoning is probably I feel like really true. I, they, I feel like they definitely are. I don't, I think, don't know. I don't, I think don't care gonna, nearly I'm, enough about that entire dialogue you gave us. <laughs> <laughs> Bryce is falling asleep. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think they will unwind anything they did in previous movies. I think you know what I mean. It's just the continuation. I think that it'll be okay at the end of the day. The movie's gonna I'm, be awesome. There's I don't no want to have super high hopes. I don't think it's gonna be my favorite. I think this movie is going to continue part of one of the themes of the Last Jedi of killing the past. I think that's why this is going to be the last to see three PO because he was the through thread from him and R two D two are the only 
characters that have appeared in every movie from A New Hope to now. I think getting rid of 3PO is kind of uh, symbolizes moving on to the next era. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think this is probably the last we see of the Millennium Falcon. Uh, this that ob- doesn't break my heart. This is going to be the last we see of Leia, obviously, because she's dead. Um, <laughs> it's going to be the last we see of Lando. Why did I laugh at that? I don't think it'll be the last we see of Rey, Finn, Poe, and Luke. This is supposed to be the end of the Skywalker saga. I don't feel like I feel like this is not the last we see of Luke Skywalker. And I feel even like, though he's dead, I feel in the like movie Ray's story continues, even though this is supposed to be the end of that. I mean, uh, being dead doesn't mean much in Star Wars. This is true, but everybody's uh, dead I mean, comes back, in a sense. Yeah, shout out Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. Obi Wan Vader, Darth Maul. Darth Maul had not a ghost. Yet. No, but he was in. Well, spoiler alert: He's in Solo. I like Solo. People who don't like Solo, are I crazy. have never yeah. seen it. You, it's good. It's really good. Like, it's on it's Netflix. Not, it's not my favorite Star Wars movie or anything. I wouldn't say it's mind-blowingly awesome, but for what it was, it's awesome. It's really good. It's I awesome. Really don't, enjoyed Solo. Don't limit. Don't limit what it is. It's awesome. It's a great movie. I'm just definitely not one of the best. I'm very happy the best. that uh, Darth Maul is back because they could have done oh, so fuck. much more. I with spoiled him. that for you. You haven't seen. Yes, it. I haven't. It's not. But, uh, it's not. It's not fucking going anywhere because people bitched about that. I one. I thought Solo was too. supposed to be before he died, or it's not. So uh, let me think about that. Yeah, or no? No, if it he's would be full fledged. Solo takes place after Phantom Menace. Yeah, well after Phantom Menace. Because so, Anakin's a kid in Phantom. That, Menace. that sucks. Then he should have been dead. He was split in half. But he didn't die. He didn't die even in. He's got robot like, spider every legs. Every single universe. That's ever been written about Darth Maul getting chopped in half. He has robot spider legs. That's terrible. Yes. That's that they should you have. You think done that's that. cool? It's Star Wars. I don't. <laughs> if you like General Grievous, I don't even want to hear it. I like General Grievous. See, no, but, so hey, shut up, General you Grievous, the robot with tuberculosis. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars but fucking you know, stinks, but it's so goddamn awesome. But he also doesn't have the force or anything. He's just a fucking robot. You know what I mean? He, mm-hmm. That's like what he naturally is. Fucking Darth Maul was cut in half, and who knows how fucking long that fall was. He should have been fucking squished to a fucking... By what? I mean, Luke the, fell, By the fall, he should have fucking disintegrated. Luke fell down the the power shaft thing in the Death Star. That yeah. Look like, and forced his way out of it. That didn't look like a lot longer of a fall, and he was going down, you know, like... Yeah, because he fucking force flew like Leia in the last movie. I don't remember that. It was definitely not that extreme. I feel like that's how it happened. No. And I remember they saved him. They caught him in the ship and then fixed his hand up. Give a preliminary how well, how, what do you think you're going to rank, rate the movie when you see it? Give a preliminary one. Hmm. I'm going to do percentage because I feel like percentage is always easy because it's more broad. It's bigger rather than out of five stars, which is hard. I'll give them. You can go out of 10 if it's easier too. Nah, because then you then I'm gonna do a point something. That's what I wasn't gonna do. So Rotten Tomatoes, if they had me do it, I think it will be a like a, between eighty eight and ninety three. Wow, that's high. <laughs> you think that's gonna be a, so? You think it's gonna be a fantastic movie? It's gonna oh, be awesome. What's your favorite Star Wars movie? My favorite is not the best. Okay, what what would you rate the best Star Wars movie? Probably six. The one with the Ewoks and shit? 
Yeah. Okay, that's a take. The Empire but, Strikes Back? No. Empire, that's Return of the Jedi is six. Empire Strikes Back is five? Han gets frozen as carbonite, uh, the Battle on Hoth. I don't know. They're all so awesome to me. I'm just like I'm just one of those fans that don't like criti- criticize them. I love every. I literally I like one. I'm like that's just how I am. Empire Strikes Back is my favorite. Episode five. I rate it one hundred. I feel like this movie is going to land at like an eighty-six. I was thinking like eighty-three. That's. But I also wouldn't be surprised if I rated into the high seventies. Wait. I thought are we doing like what it's going to be or what I think it will be? Because my opinion, what you think it'll be, what you think it will be, in my personal, what do you think you will rate it after you watch it? Eighty-eight to ninety-three. Yeah, I think that I will have it anywhere from a low eighties to a high seventies. Where did you put Last Jedi? I love Star Wars, so they're all eighties and nineties. Okay, but where did you put it? Last Jedi. Which one's the Last Jedi again? The last. The last one. Rays on Luke's Jedi Island. That's probably a ninety. Two ninety-five. Kylo Ren showing off them titties. A ninety-five. <laughs> I'm not gonna rate a Star Wars movie not an A because I love Star Wars. I would say Last Jedi is like an eighty-one. So you, I, I don't understand how somebody loves Star Wars but think one of their movies is a B minus. That's a really good movie. A really good movie is a B minus. I don't. I don't look at it in fucking grades. I don't think that's a fair way to look at it. I feel like it's all the same thing. Anyways, I feel like Last Jedi was like an 81, and I also don't rate movies this way, and Force Awakens would be like an 87. I feel like this is going to land in between there somewhere. Yeah, I, think I hope, that, it, I hope it's a fucking 107. I don't think it will be. I think I, I don't want to hype myself up. I want to think that it'll just be like, eh, it happened. Well, I feel like and it's I going want to, to be blown away. It's going to be a movie that I'm going to love at the end of the day. And I think it's going to it's going to tie it together all it's going to tie it all together really well, but I think there's going to be three to four moments in this movie where I go ugh, and that happened with Last Jedi too. Like the Leia flying, yeah, that was so terrible. That was like one of the worst things I've ever seen in a movie in my life. The casino storyline in Last Jedi was rough. I also didn't yeah. like there was no time jump. I, there's a whole thing. We could, I could, we could do a whole fucking episode on Star Wars, but we just did twenty minutes. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, if you are still here, let us know what you think of Star Wars in general. Because yeah. I assume if you got this far, you enjoyed our discussion at some degree. Favorite Star Wars character. Um, Favorite Star Wars what? Character. Just a movie? Oh, character. Yeah, let us know what your favorite Star Wars character is on any of our social medias. As I previously mentioned, that'll be at Untitled MMA on Instagram and Twitter or Facebook.com slash Untitled MMA. Uh, you could also comment or leave a, a rating or review on whatever p- platform you're listening to this on, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube. We're on all of those. We're on a lot of platforms, Google Play, um, so wherever you're listening to this, reach out to us and let us know your favorite Star Wars character and also let us know your thoughts on the podcast as a whole. Brendan, who's your favorite Star Wars character? That's where I thought you were getting at, but Darth Vader. My favorite Star Wars character is Han Solo. Bryce, who's your favorite Star Wars character? Mm, that's tough. You're, there's an answer you're supposed easy. to say here. It's easy. Is there? Yeah. It's easy it, who you, yours is. No question. Who do you think mine it's is? It's definitely Darth Maul. He's my favorite villain out of all the Star Wars. I think my favorite character, though, is R2. Okay. You were were supposed to say Admiral Ackbar, and then I was going to say 
If Admiral Akbar <laughs> were to end this podcast, what would he say? Oh, dang. I, I did. I should have <laughs> thought that one through. But uh, if Admiral Akbar were on this podcast and were to uh, finish it, he would say, it's a wrap. R.I.P. Akbar. Thanks.